Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Hey, do you want to see me and Langston live in the flesh looking cute? Well, come on out to the Elysian Theater where we are doing a live version of My Mama Told Me, the first live version featuring Langston and myself. Hell yeah. My Mama Told Me live. David and myself together, we're going to be doing the damn thing at the Elysian Theater, February 16th, 7.30 p.m. We would love for you to see it. We're going to have special guests. We're going to have Q&A. We're going to throw stuff at the audience, probably. It's going to be mayhem. Langston's going to numchuck. I'm bringing my gosh darn nunchucks. So get those tickets, www.elysiantheater.com backslash shows backslash my mama told me. Bam. Because I, I had a Ron Harper basketball card. Do you remember Ron Harper? Oh, yeah. Of course I remember He had Ron. the double part. He had the mm-hmm. double, remember? And I asked my mom to give me a double, and it didn't go good. I, didn't, I thought it went okay. You know okay, why he got double, right? No. It's because he stuttered and he would always say things twice. Are you serious? No, I just made God. that up. But, but wouldn't that be fun if that's why he did it? Yeah, that would be amazing. That would have been an amazing anecdote. I would've... Wouldn't that be fucking cool if Ron was... Harper was like, All right, man, I'd be saying stuff twice. So I'm gonna I was ready to, to take that to the fucking barbershop tomorrow, man. <laughs> Yes, sir, there it is. Welcome back to another week of My Mama Told Me. The podcast where we dive deep, deep into the pockets of black conspiracy theories. And we work to prove that Vince Staples is, in fact, 
heir to the Staples stationery <laughs> store. Fortune. It is a uh, black-owned company, y'all. How do you think he takes so much time off of music and still has all that money? Also, whoa. why is Sprite so expensive in there? You tell me. Whoa, well, well, you're coming in with, with two heavy things that, that I think are worth discussing. Number one, this starts to make me think Maybe that's the reason they replaced the Staples Center. Do you sure. know what I mean? That like that the the Lord, the patriarch of the Staples family might be on a deathbed. Talk he might be shit. on his way out of here. They don't shit. want Vince Staples to come, come in and make the Staples come Center on. what we want it to be, what it's come always on. been meant to be. Say, and so they they say, sell what the it shit been off. Meant to be? What is it? Always it's been it's meant always to been be? meant to be black owned. It's always called motherfucking bars, <laughs> nigga. You know nothing about that. It was always meant to be black owned. It was there was supposed to be incense and dashikis. In Come the on, I never seen Staples a white Center. person use a stapler. <laughs> that might, that's not true. That's not true. That's not true. That's not true. That's that's you know what? I I didn't believe you, but I was gonna go with it because I'm yeah, in this one. Vince Staples was going to take that shit over and they couldn't have that. So they sold it off to Crypto.com. Vince Staples. Vincent (laughs) Kwame Staples III. Lord Staples. (laughs) (laughs) First of his name. (laughs) No, they they couldn't handle it. So they sold our shit off. And then on top of that, they made Sprite the most expensive Sprite can be. I got a Sprite and a Staples one time. It was like $7. Yeah, no, they're they're like, hey, we are charging the fuck. If you want Sprite that bad to buy it at a Staples, you are paying Hawaiian prices. Yep. Yep. (laughs) What am I going to get? An RC? No, you know know what I'm getting. It's green. You know I'm thirsty as fuck if I'm buying it here. (laughs) Yeah. I have no other choice, Staples. I'm out of options. So, yeah, I'll pay (laughs) I'll pay a surcharge for that shit. I'll pay that black tax. Anyways, yeah. You know, you know who uh is probably much more thoughtful about all of her her things besides uh accusing Vince Staples of somehow uh sitting on billions of secret <laughs> dollars that he can't access is our guest today. I think she she seems like a much more reasonable, much more well well considered person. She she so. is a podcaster. She's a journalist, a culture critic. She's an executive producer at iHeart. She she does it all, and she just so happens to be the sister, the older sister of our our very beloved editor for this show. A man a man who we respect dearly and cherish. I don't know. You were just trying to play him out. Not five minutes ago. <laughs> sure, I told him he looked like a cop, but. <laughs> You say that. You say that. Sans beard with a part in your head. That's a that's a bold statement, buddy. I'm lashing out. They made me look ridiculous, and and I'm just trying to hurt the people closest to me. We love Justin. He does phenomenal work, and we couldn't be more excited that that his sister, but a much much very talented person outside of just his sister, she's joining us today. Please give it up for our guest, Miss Joelle Monique. Hi, y'all. Well, um, I think I'm looking forward to cracking up. Uh, I hope I can, like, you know, totally crack up. So uh, I haven't, like, totally cracked up in a long time. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, that's how we do intros around here. Welcome. Uh, hey, thanks so much for having me. Uh, I feel 
kind of great that you guys were like, she she seems like she has your shit together. That means whatever I'm projecting is working. The lie is out there. Let's keep yeah. it strong and going. This is totally yeah. a together woman. Keep, it, keep online to us. We love yes. it. We're, we're, we're impressed over this way. Yeah, you <laughs> impressed you. this whole part. Oh, perfect. <laughs> perfect. I'm keeping up. <laughs> so you came to us with a conspiracy theory. I'm very excited to jump into this. You came to us with a conspiracy theory that I feel like I've heard versions of, but never quite this specifically phrased. You said, my mama told me... If you cut a girl's hair before her first birthday, she'll be cursed with bad hair. Yes. Yes. Mm. Tell us everything. I feel like every culture has a version of this story. I used to work at a children's hair salon in like Mm. the northern part of Chicago. (laughs) So we had like all these rich kids come in. And get their hair cut. But it's like, it was diaspora, Chicago. So, you know, the diaspora is very mixed and blended. And there was a lot of concern about like, is it time to cut my daughter's hair? If I cut it, will I ruin it? Which is a ridiculous, we could just up front say it's a ridiculous statement. Like, your hair changes every seven years. (laughs) There's no way. Your hair changes every seven years, okay? As you evolve and grow, there's at no point in time will cutting your hair affect how it comes out of your head. However, the superstition is really strong. Moms particularly really freak out about it. They want their girls to have, I think in the black community, it's all about curl pattern and jacking Mm. that up too early. You know, you got that lovely baby hair when you're little. They want to keep that intact into your older ages as long as possible. So don't cut it. Do cut it? How short? All of that. Like it has real importance. I remember in the white community, we would not like cut girls' hair until they're like four or five, typically. Like you got a haircut way later if you were a white little girl, which I always found very interesting. They were not Wait, interested so, in upkeep. So so for the black parents, that they were more often cutting the the girls' hair early, just not at one. So like at three, they're coming in cutting. Yeah, hair. two or three, like let's keep it even, you know, especially as a natural came into popularity again. Mm. We're seeing like, let's make sure the fro's not too uneven. Can we just right. either that or they were taking them to a braider and be like, let's just keep this braided up and going. We'll just trim the ends, get you that long hair by the time you hit first grade. These are the yeah. goals I feel like for most people. Damn. Well, you already debunked it because I was like, oh, this is for sure true. <laughs> I was about to say, Bori, you didn't seem like... <laughs> you didn't seem in the least bit uh fully on board with the premise. And then Joel was like, I, I don't believe any of this and it's nonsense. I was I thought it was totally true because I had like uh not me, I, I I I but my little brothers, they have nicer hair than me. And the, we didn't cut their hair till they were like three or four. And I, I guess I always thought that there was some I don't know. In my head it's like something like you gotta grow into it first. Before oh. you let it reset or something, I don't have any science on this, but that is I I never heard that seven years shit ever. Yeah, that shit. was I believe it. I'm just saying I never had heard that. That was the first for me, and uh, I I also was like seven years. I, I didn't read nothing about no seven years, but you you seemed very confident, and in that way, <laughs> I was gonna nod through it. Uh, <laughs> 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 I was just gonna be like, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I would get. I would say just it's for. <laughs> I would say my purview is specifically for a a class of people that do not mind spending like twenty to sixty dollars on their child's haircut. It's not I a mean. green clips where you're just like shearing children. They were like, we need trendy styles and like 
Okay, so for white little girls, it was like the classic bob. Like they would come in, they'd have their long hair their whole lives. They've been growing out since babies. And when they hit like between first and third grade, suddenly as like a sign of maturity or like you're older now, or maybe mom's just tired of doing the hair, whatever the reason they came in and they got the same like under the ear tucked bob, all of them. Mm. It was like a standard for like two of my like stylists when I was working at the salon. So I, I just think that like, you know, again, for... In the white community, it's all about, like, their girls tend to be blonde for longer. So it's like, just let's have this long, blonde, shiny hair going around with your little. When you're older, you can start taking care of your own hair. We'll do a big chop. You're good to go. For black girls, I felt like it's a lot about just curl pattern and keeping that consistent as they grow up and giving them more options with their hair as they're older. I think there's a lot of fear of somehow damaging it so they won't be able to wear it natural or they'll only be able to wear it straight or whatever. There's so much anxiety about how our hair is going to come out of our heads yeah. and how we'll be perceived for that. Well, I, mean, I guess right. that's that's one of the questions that it's sort of like is leading me to is uh, how much of this do you feel like is just some weird internalized racism? Do you know what I mean? That like some of yeah. it almost reads like that we can only be pure at a certain point. And if we somehow unleash ourselves of this purity, we we become less good for the white man and his appearances and expectations, whatever the fuck. I think it's a heavy dose of racism and misogyny, right? So I was talking to somebody who like just had a baby girl and she was all excited. And every time she told people she was pregnant with a girl, they would be like, oh, I'm so sorry. Girls are terrible. So difficult. <laughs> oh, God. She's going to steal your beauty. She'll steal your beauty. Wait, 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 wait. wait. There's another one. Or, um, (laughs) or worse, like. I think even if it's not misogynistic, that's a pretty crazy thing to say to somebody (laughs) that this baby is, is gonna fucking maleficent your, your, your youth. You're about to get busted in six to nine months. (laughs) Enjoy that face. I mean, that is, and I think, like, some people feel like in competition with their daughters. They're like, oh, now she's beautiful. And she's like, you know, got the limelight for whatever reason. It's a very weird attitude for people to take on, but we've seen it and it's weird. Sure. And I think. Yeah, definitely seen that in real life. But then <laughs> yeah. on the flip side of that, you have a lot of moms who sort of live vicariously through their daughters and their beauty. They're like, oh. I have the most beautiful daughter in my friend group. Mm. She's she's marrying. She's like, look at these guys that are after her, like literally showing us like proof. I recently had dinner with my mom and a bunch of her friends. Um, okay. I was like, this feels very <laughs> yeah. personal. Yeah. Look, <laughs> and she's wearing a green shirt. Yeah. And she keeps asking, where is the bathroom? But she doesn't get up to use the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that there's a lot to be said about like the fear around like, is your daughter going to be so beautiful that it's going to be a problem? Is your daughter going to be more beautiful than you? Is your daughter Mm. going to be accepted period around like their hair? And then like, that's one of the first major decisions you make as a parent, right? Like what are we like, we got their clothes, their room is kind of set up. They've gotten all their shots and doctor stuff. Like a lot of the big scary stuff is out of the way, but then it's like, when do we cut their hair? And hair is so personal to us. Like, do y'all remember your first haircut? Or did your parents take video of it at all? I I don't remember. (laughs) We didn't have a video camera. We lived in apartments. (laughs) (laughs) Don't be silly video. (laughs) (laughs) Like what I saw on America's Funniest? No, we did not have that. (laughs) 
had the salon I worked at, we would do a first haircut package where we would like film it. And of course, now, you know, parents have like cell phones and stuff. But I think even back in the day, you would have people come and like film it. Like it's a momentous occasion. Like this is the very first time. And some I, really traumatic experiences connected to that. I don't really? believe that that was treated that way in my home. No. But, but maybe that's just because my parents are who they are. But uh, I can't me, imagine it was even like I. I can't imagine my hair ever got even that long. I, I, I bet it was pretty young. I got my first one. I, I think, I, it, I similarly don't know that my hair got like crazy long, but it probably like was froed out when I was like a baby and a kid. But probably like the, I remember specifically asking my mom because my mom used to cut my hair, and uh, I thought she was good at it, but it turns out, woo, she wasn't. Then <laughs> you got outside. <laughs> the first haircut I remember is asking my mom for a Michael Jordan haircut. I wanted to look like Michael Jordan because I'm a kid in Chicago in the Are fucking you talking about 90s. Bald? I wanted to be bald like Michael Jordan because I what wanted to be a strange little boy. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, Amazing. was cool. The Fab Five at it. It was. It was. It cool wasn't crazy Honest, back then. There were cool people doing cool the thing. Bald. You know what I mean? I I said, give me the Michael Jordan. She was like, I don't think you want the Michael Jordan. I was like, give me that goddamn Michael Jordan. <laughs> give it and to me, she, woman. <laughs> <laughs> give me the Michael Jordan, or I swear to God. <laughs> and she finally gave me what what was her negotiation with a baldy. She just like buzzed it super low. And I cried for oh, like, no. it was the worst choice I could have made was was having that. Did everybody off. slap it? Of course they did. Yeah. Oh, you're no. gonna look at this this bald scalp and not slap the shit out of it Especially when you're an adult. Boy. I remember <laughs> I remember my mom cut my hair for a long time too, and she gave me a part one speaking of parts, she gave me a Come part. On, man. It was it was it wasn't that. It she tried to give me a part. <laughs> she gave me the double and it didn't work. And I thought it worked okay. And then I got to the boys and girls club and they let me know. They went in. It was a bad day. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's tough, man. Hair, that, we say all that to say, Joel, hair, to your point, is a uh, very precious thing for everyone mm-hmm. in a way that it does feel like at the point that my hair becomes fucked up, I would want to be able to blame something grander than myself. That, like, maybe my parents did a horrible thing to me at one that made my hair turn terrible instead of just admitting like, oh, I don't know how to take care of my shit. Right, right. And then you got to think about too, like, so if you're like, if you're a kid on the spectrum, like getting a haircut can be like super intimidating. Or if you're just a kid who's like, this is a new experience. I have anxiety. If you're just a child with anxiety coming in to get your haircut, like all of it is just like a very intense emotional experience for a lot of people, not everyone, but for a lot of people. And I think, that there's this feeling that if you at least wait until they're after one, you know, their head's the right shape. That's pretty much going to be growing that's up. True. You can you like gotta... get the haircut to match how they look, you know, a little bit more about their personality. Maybe we can match that up a little bit. Yeah. Them plates ain't finished shifting. So we, we should probably should yeah. be pushing you got clippers. That, you got the gooey it. spot up top. <laughs> yeah. What if you press the clippers into the gooey spot? Oh, now my, no. Now my baby broken because you because you wanted to give him a ball fade. That's how that's how a beautiful mind happened. <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh, 
All right. I think, we, I think we got to take a break. We'll be back with more Joel Monique and more my mama told me. <laughs> Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash iHeart. That's LifeLock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. What are you Tear? Welcome back to My Mama Told Me. We are discussing whether or not the gooey spot gives you mental powers. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It's not even called the gooey spot. No, we, you gotta press you gotta press a certain like code into it. Like you it's like, like up down, up down, left, yeah. right. <laughs> if you hit that gooey spot the right way, you're gonna be strong uh, as hell. You put the Konami code on that gooey spot, you're going to raise a savage. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just thinking about this because now I'm realizing, I'm listening to all this talk about children and their hair and how little autonomy I've ever had over my hair. Mm. Well, expand like, on that, what? I never chose my haircuts as a kid. I think I could choose, like, if I wanted a part or not. Mm-hmm, but other mm-hmm. than that, like the idea of like long hair or something, never. Like you never couldn't even. come home and be like, mom, I'm getting braids now. No, it was like, because my mom's super African too. So it was like Vaseline on the face, short haircut. Okay. Mm. Okay. I feel the same way. And I was wondering if it's like a black parent thing. Like for me, it was immediately perm. Like 
relaxer at four or five. Right? Like the kids relaxer. Remember the kids yes, relaxer? Yes, just for kids. Just for me. Lexi <laughs> <laughs> was actually on that box as a little boy. Uh, I believe it. I 100% believe it. Although, did you see the thing where all those girls came out and they were like, never used a relaxer? No. It blew what? up on black Twitter. A bunch of the little girl models are now adult women. And all of them were talking about how they had never had a relaxer in their entire life. And that they were just hair Whoa. models. That they okay, always well like, now, duped, duped. I know. Yeah. I we need to get to these niggas on the 360 styling box. Yeah. <laughs> I have so many questions. They're just peeling back wigs. <laughs> Those guys looked amazing. Do you remember them? I will uh, say this, that now having been on enough sets where like a barber comes in with that that spray. Oh, the can, Beijing? Yeah, but when they're using it for uh for justice and not for like weird evil, it they can make your <laughs> shit look sharp than a motherfucker. Bro, yeah. I was on a I'm gonna I'll tell I'll tell you guys the truth. We're friends. I was on a TBS show, Beijing up. I felt incredible. Yeah, no, it's I it's a it's a wild so power that they they can employ if they do it the right way, and even the wrong way. Jalen Rose looks great. <laughs> Jalen, no, but Jalen Rose is doing it the most evil way possible. He wait, explain. I just think he truly is making us believe that barbers have that potential to like <laughs> to never let our line ever come out of place ever. And the truth is. We are vulnerable. We are human. And Jalen Rose is is on some weird. We are I not mean, shit. I I hear what you're saying. I love a dude. I love a black dude with hair that looks wet. I love <laughs> it. I think it's so cool. I think it's so cool. I always. Just <laughs> <laughs> a hangover from the Jerry Curl. It's like I don't know what it is. It's aspirational to more me. Kept. Okay. All right. Joel, were you allowed to choose your hair after no. I, you said perm immediately? Mm-hmm. But at, at what point were you able to like assert a little dominance over this? When I was seventeen, and I cut it all off, I pulled a willow much later in life. Oh, <laughs> but wow. I was, I was like, no, I'm cutting it all, all like of it off. 14. I really wanted to go natural. Cause I'm a I'm a lazy girl. Like if you have relaxed hair, you can't be lazy. You got to get up in the morning, like. You can never step out in the rain. You got to be worried about humidity. When I was living in Chicago, it, it it's too many things to constantly be worried about if you have your hair relaxed. And I wasn't good at doing the hair wraps yet. So I was like, I'm just going to cut it all off and go natural. And when I learned you could just do a wash and go, I was like, is this heaven? This is what life was really Whoa. meant to be lived. Like, you should just be able to rinse your hair out and throw some products so, in it and walk out the door. So did you cut it and then just show up bald headed at home or did you like notify everybody to be like hey this decision i'm this is what i want here we go somewhere in the middle so i would go to my mom's stylist growing up so i got that first like relaxer that was at my mom's hair salon mm-hmm. and we would go you know every six months to a year depending on how good financially the year was going and so i went in and they were like the usual and i was like no cut it all off they're like your mom knows this like sure does it's totally fine. Oh, Cut shit. it all off. <laughs> she didn't know, but she thought it was cute. It worked out. She was like, oh, okay. I see what you're going for. She would have never allowed it if I how, asked. How <laughs> all the way off were we talking? Uh, they had to use clippers, which was a shock. They're like, okay, so we're just like shaving the back. So it was like, you remember when Rihanna did the umbrella video and it was like long in the front and really tight oh, in the back? Yeah. It was that. Okay. Was that oh, okay. That's a good look. Yeah, yeah it worked. No, it worked. It. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's I liked solid. it. That's solid. Hell yeah. 
Do I remember the real? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I was like, these guys would know. They're connoisseurs of Rihanna. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm yeah, a big fan. <laughs> <laughs> Are y'all excited um, for the uh, NFL, the Super Bowl show? I am excited for the. You Super goddamn Bowl right! I'm excited for that Super Bowl show. <laughs> I think I'm gonna right. bet on it. <laughs> on the they game or on of, Rihanna? Uh, both. They have all kind of prop bets for the halftime show. Yeah, too, like so. how many people she'll bring out and yeah, 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 yeah. Come and shit so like that. I want her to bring out like a hundred people, like she did for that BET Awards show. Was oh, that when they were dancing on stage. Yes, I was yeah, like, this is the dopest fire. thing I've ever seen in life. Repeat I think that. Good. <laughs> yeah, uh, my wife and I talk about it all the time. That Rihanna. I would much rather see Rihanna in concert than most people just because it feels like a friend is performing. Like, it, sure, you, she sure. kind of feels you feel like, like you're friends with Rihanna. Yeah, like she seems like a homegirl more than like a, like they Beyonce. Are. You, it feels like if you walk in a room with Beyonce, you don't even do Like, you don't, you can't have a regular conversation with that. Right, right. I feel right, the right. same way about Rihanna, though. I don't think she's going to see me and be like, Oh, do you want to smoke a blunt with me? Have like, you seen Rihanna's team, though, David? Rihanna loves a real person. Like, Rihanna yeah, is not about, know that. like... I do know that. Like, all of that. her people are, like, homies from way back in the day. I feel like you could, t- like, walk up to Rihanna and, at the very least, she would meet you at a, let me at least see who this person is. Like, let me just check right. you out and see if you're cool. And if you pass the test, then you can hang. If I, I think if I told, I think if I told Rihanna my booty hole itches, she would laugh and we would have a good time. (laughs) That should open? (laughs) Yeah, that's how I start. That's how I start. What? Oh my God. I go. <laughs> You're going to walk up to Rihanna. I walk up. I go. At the NAACP Image Awards. I go, Rihanna. <laughs> Rihanna. <laughs> Rihanna, I don't have anybody else I can tell this, but my booty hole itches like a motherfucker. And then she going to go, man, you crazy. Come on, let's get a drink. <laughs> Oh man, man! <laughs> That's the dream. That's the dream man. right there. I think I think she's a silly Billy at heart, and I think she'll I, like. That. I I would love for it to go that way for you. Thanks, I don't man. think it would go that way for me. <laughs> Same awards show. Hey, <laughs> hey, girl. Hey, girl. I got an itchy booty on. <laughs> <laughs> And she's oh, like, security. Yeah. No, Get they would already be on me from the first day. <laughs> they saw me coming from across. They saw me leave the hors d'oeuvres table. They were clocking me. I love the idea that you don't even get it out because security's tackled you, so you're just screaming, my booty hole itches! No. My booty hole itches! My booty hole! Please, just let me go, my booty hole itches! Tell Riri! <laughs> and then as they're taking me out, I'm like, remember me! Oh, my God. Oh, man. All right, let's jump into this research because yeah, this Yeah, you is, got some good... This is general tomfoolery here. I, I did look it up. And Joelle, you are absolutely correct that there is no real correlation between cutting a child's hair uh, at any point and their hair, quote unquote, becoming bad. That is a a 100% myth. Yes. I I know as somebody who was uh, terrified to cut her hair my whole life, they're like, it won't grow right or you have to cut with the curl pattern. And like by the time the pandemic came, I whipped out like a pair of my own scissors. I was like, let's just do this. I it's hair, it'll grow back. I'm tired of being afraid of it. Uh yeah. and yeah, no, you, you could however you touch your hair, eventually it'll just come back out of the scalp like it normally would. Yes. Now they do uh, say that's the scalp. 
<laughs> okay, I because I knew you were going to bring this up. I will say the I, face is different. I imagine you're about to bring up the fact that they tell you to like shave your facial hair to make it grow back thicker and or more effective. I'm bringing up, you know how much Jamaican black castor oil I had to purchase to get this shit to connect? Mm. This is like, you think that this is how it started. No, no, no. This is years <laughs> of like staying on top of it. Now, mm. here's what I'll tell you. And uh, I'm, I'm curious to hear both of your thoughts on this. What research would say is that that is simply time and genetics that made your shit connect much more than it was the uh, connected the 28. Oil. No, Langston, it was hard work. <laughs> is the truth so i'm, yeah, I'm gonna go I, with david on this one it it's was, jamaican so you were you were i got uh, a beard at 19 and she didn't connect till 28 are you hearing what i'm saying <laughs> you were this you deep that that intellectual a moment ago and now you're going with this motherfucker because yes, he, a thousand percent a thousand get some black percent. castor oil it'll get change your life like, it's amazing it's the way it's amazing. Amazing. like like it fills I, in a little the hairline up front which is really nice for me you know it's a little thinner it's like you know you slap on making black castor oil suddenly the hair is more luscious it's growing better it's Guys, I'm not amazing. belittling the product. I'm just saying <laughs> it sounds like it. that it's not miracle grow. You're not chia pets. It's it's your genetics changing over time that made your beard connect. Why would my genetics change to close it in? It doesn't even make fucking sense. It doesn't even make sense. I'm saying that that it is the the your body evolving. It's not the genetics. My genetics body evolving. Change. What are you talking about? My God, my body you evolving. Have, you have dug your heels in in a way that this is this conversation would you never know, work. Because you, you're being nuts. You know. <laughs> you know how I got a beard? I got a beard from Jamaican black castor oil. The blessings of God. That's how I did it. I'm not. I'm not. This is insane. What you're saying to me? Genet. There's no genetic reason. That it would fill in late. Why, why of course would there DNA is. It's the like... same reason that that you you didn't start off with the motherfucker filled in. You, you... yeah, that was testosterone and puberty and shit. David, your testosterone be... levels change more as you get older. Maybe yours do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm saying. I, I'm look, just saying man, the closure happened because I. Put in work because I, you I believe this for the top and, of the head, and you I didn't held pray it, over it. And you no, held it up to the don't, moonlight. Don't make so me a pagan. <laughs> it's it's the Jamaicans. The black castor oil <laughs> is what did it. I was searching high and low trying to figure out. I used to have to go, and the barber would be like, "You want me to just cut this little bit off here?" And I'd be like, "Yeah, you might as well." And then I found black castor oil, and it filled my shit in, man. It's well, like, listen, I'm a testament. You ought to Let explain me... why you have a superior beard, David. It worked, and we could all Thank see the Thank you, man. This You're guy's welcome. over here trying to say it's because my fucking body's giving out. Well, let me say, praise Ja. We we thank him every day for his contributions <laughs> to your beard. You uh, are a bad guy. <laughs> You're a bad guy, Lacey Kevin. <laughs> You're a blasphemer is what bup, you are. Bup, 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 as they say, and uh, we're, we're all super grateful for your... For your perfect castor oiled beard. Uh, I did bump into some other sort of like uh, conspiracies arguments inside of this uh, that the hair grows back thicker when you cut it over time, which is also apparently not true. They do say that uh, basically cutting baby hair because 
most children's hair is that new hair for like the first six months, that even cutting a baby's hair in the first year is often, it was hair that was already going to kind of fall out on its own. So you're really just playing uh, with like some temporary ass hairs in the first place. Yeah, I think this is really like moms lamenting the fact that their children don't have like that brand new baby. Yeah, you know, you know moms be like all of a sudden they're like, I used to hold you here. And now you're like two and you're like walking and everything is like a just it's not the same as it was. And that induces some level of like panic of like time passing by too quickly or something like that. I really feel like a lot of you are like, you, you want to hold on to the baby years as much as possible. So really don't cut that hair because that will be the thing that instigates change faster. Yeah. I, a part of me wondered, and I'd be curious to hear both your thoughts on this. A part of me wondered if this connects back to some slavery shit, just that, you know, they used to shave slaves upon sort of like receipt of them or, or, or exchange of them, they'd shave them or, or often catching them, they'd shave them to avoid like, you know, lice and fucking other things that were potentially going to be carried in the hair. Also, you didn't give a fuck about them as humans. So like you do whatever you want to them. That said, it's like if if you had a generation of children who were then shaved, you are going to make generations after of people who cherish hair in a way that uh, you can't undo, if that makes sense. Totally. I have to think about like a lot of the laws in surround, like post-slavery too, around black women and hair. Like we know in Louisiana, there was a law that all black women had to cover their hair because white women were like, yeah, their hair's fire and we're jealous. So please cover that shit. We don't want to see it. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and even into today, we see a lot of how, you know, schools like to police Black children's hairstyles, which is irritating. I don't know if this necessarily for, like, children goes back. I mean, how much control did we have over our babies and their hair even back then? I don't know. I, I can't imagine they were like, all right, you cut your hair, but the baby can have pigtails. Like, I think right, it's right, like yeah. everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Everybody's ugly over here, uh, as far as we're concerned. So cut it. Yeah, yeah. We, we really don't care about your style, personally, yeah. otherwise. Right. Yeah. The uh, the other piece of research that that I sort of found myself bumping into was that there's a a bunch of other weird ass conspiracies that people fuck around with. Oh, yeah. One of which being that eating carrots or the heels of bread will make your child's hair curly. Have either of you heard that conspiracy theory? Eating the heels of bread will make your child... That was invented by a grandfather who was like, why do we always have a heel of bread around the yeah, house? Why are we throwing like, this listen, out? you want your child to have baby, beautiful hair, eat this heel of bread, okay? Yeah, Please get out of my house. Yeah, oh, he's, exactly. like, he's like, we're not throwing away the booty bread. Do you got it? <laughs> booty bread, dude, that bread is ass. It tastes bad. <laughs> I'll be honest, I like the booty bread. I don't know. That's because you want to watch the world burn. Oh, I, no. I don't even mind you the like, booty bread. You like mm-hmm. the heel of the bread. I I don't Get like a sandwich? it. I don't like it for a sandwich. No, no, no. Okay, okay. all right. What do you like it for? Toast. I think I it's better as like toast or like if you uh, sometimes and maybe this is just a a, a bad eater's decision making, but sometimes you just eat a piece of bread. And I the heel the heel bread that shit tastes good when you just eat a piece of bread. Like no heat, just naked bread. Yeah, you just pick out a piece of bread and you go to town on that motherfucker. 
I have never been so hungry. What? <laughs> <laughs> we have different. We have different. Do you put stuff on it? No, nah, sometimes I'll just fold you it up. Grab bread like you grab an apple. Like Wonder Bread? What, what kind of bread do you eat? Uh, we, we do whole wheat over at my house now, but but I've I've done it with Wonder Bread. I've done it with all the breads. Oh, Wonder Bread. Yucky. Uh, no, I don't like the heel If we're listen, I I'm I comfortable. Like Wonder, I do like Wonder Bread. I was about to say I'm okay, comfortable being the only one on this uh, on this eating bread by itself. No, trend. I got a I got a loaf of bimbo soft white right off camera. But yeah, I'm I'm not gonna uh, hear any disrespect for the Wonder Bread. Wonder Bread did a lot of good stuff for for a lot of dead people. It, it held us down <laughs> in World War II. Definitely got us yeah. through. It's fortified. The yeah. water. <laughs> it's the best for peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> it was scientific. And truly, you if you you're telling me that if you had to make like a a craft grilled cheese mm-hmm. that you wouldn't prefer Wonder Bread for that. I would never food? make a craft grilled cheese because craft okay, is disgusting. Okay, well now we're going. That's the root of this whole problem. Joelle, I would just do like a sourdough whole... with like some monster cheese, maybe. Or a Joelle, nice Swiss, you know. Joel, I, I didn't know your middle name was one percent. I thought <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was Monique. Uh, <laughs> That's your mom. I was born to be bougie. Okay, my mom said French names so other people like her, and she'll be bougie and like fancy shit. And I do. <laughs> I, I thought you went by Joel Monique, but you are Joel SpaceX Monique, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you don't ever, you oh, never God. got down on a craft singles. As a cheese? child, when I didn't have the option to buy my own groceries, yes, I ate a craft singles cheese sandwich, and I thought it was fine. I also ate my little Campbell soup, and it was good too. But now I have options. Okay, okay? I live in California. We're the best damn farmers. Mar- oh, God, I love a farmers market. They have a little French stand that sells you like the sourdough bread and the circular loaf. Listen, Those I those little I'm butt not- pieces are great. I, I, whoa, those are thick butts. I can't eat all that butt. Those butts must be part Mexican that's so thick. (laughs) Was that the last episode? That was the last episode. That's a little, that's a little Easter egg for whoever gives a shit. (laughs) (laughs) But no, I, I look, I, I am in no way suggesting that you can only eat a grilled cheese that way, or there aren't better ways of, of experiencing these things or healthier ways rather but I will say that there's no part of me that wants to run away from those roots that form the individual I am. And and God, do I owe a lot to a Wonder Bread-ass grilled cheese sandwich. Uh, yeah. You know, sure. Uh, the butternuts were the choice in my, in my household. Sometimes I'll see the little blue and white checkered packaging and I'll get a little nostalgic for my childhood. Sugar toast and shit. But no, we no, were an Aura Wheat family. I had to beg for Wonder, Wonder Bread. Aura Wheat's oh. good. Yeah, we were Aura Wheat, the brown one. That's mm. pretty tasty, too. I I will say that I don't, there is no evidence of carrots and or booty bread being a source of making <laughs> your hair curly. Again, genetics is the thing that often does it. They do say that eating healthier does lead to like healthier hair. But I think that's like in the way that like all things in our body are sort of symbiotic in that way that like if you put better foods in your body, all your shit's going to work better than it would have worked if you ate fucking like, you know, dirt. That math checks out. Yeah, that feels that feels that feels real. 
Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Do you want to come see My Mama Told Me live at the Allegiant Theater on February 16th, but you don't live in Los Angeles? Have we got an offer for you. We're live streaming it via Moment House. We're doing Q&As. You can see me. You can see Langston. Tell them about it, Langston. Please purchase tickets at moment.co slash my mama told me again, February 16th at the Elysian Theater, but in your homes for the live stream or the next five days after. So buy those tickets. My personal favorite conspiracy that I, I came across in looking up all this hair shit is a theory that people say you should wash your child's hair until it squeaks. Hence the name or the the uh, the phrase squeaky clean. Now that's connected to slavery. Whoa. That's connected to slavery. <laughs> say more. It's, yeah, I don't know. I... So I'm trying to remember the James Baldwin quote. I'll paraphrase it. There's a lot of thought and you can see it in old advertising that black was dirty and particularly post slavery. Right. When and we're like pre Jim Crow we're really working to assimilate and engage in like society. And the thing we're often told is like, you're dirty, you're disgusting. You can be porters, you can raise chickens, but that's it. These are the lanes will allow you to occupy post-slavery. And so we see going past that into uh, Jim Crow and beyond, there's this fear that if we are not pristinely clean, then Mm. we can be observed as being dirty and filthy and that will hold you and possibly the entire race back because you know 
one of us equals all of us. So I really think that like the idea of needing to be perfectly polished is a reaction to how we were treated post-slavery. Mm. I will say, and I don't want to bring up the specifics because I don't want to incriminate anybody. I was recently in a conversation about who we thought the cleanest race was. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. did you did y'all land on a uh, on on a on a agreed race? Black people were the cleanest, and I'm okay. not going to go down the list. <laughs> oh, <exactly. laughs> well, because you have to tell last, me. Though? You have to tell me if you're a cop. Right, right. <laughs> uh, not today. Not today. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's fair. But we definitely that. did get in a heated, a heated debate about, uh, yeah, who do you think is the cleanest race? I know black people are the cleanest because of the way the internet reacts anytime we talk about just washing a leg. Yes, washing a leg. What? Just let water like, roll down your body. Yeah. Be like, uh, what? And that's like, who told you that? Who didn't you? Did you? How did you? Is this strange to ask? How did you learn how to wash? I don't think that's strange to ask at all. Like, I mean, I don't know. My, like parents, my mom showed me how to wash. Yeah, it was like there were instructions. It was like a game. Like, oh, get you get the washcloth, mm-hmm. and then you rub it up, and you get it soapy, and you rub here, and you rub here. Yeah, yeah. You and rub, as you and got you older, there was a body. checklist when you got out of the shower. Yeah. You, you wash your like, pants. Yeah. You, you brush your teeth? Let me smell your you brush. Did your, you really? You wash your nuts? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, no, I, I think it was similar where, you know, bath time, somebody is like, hey, have fun, but, you know, let's get serious about it. We're this. in here to work, too. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's and it all the games, today. but we got to win, you know? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it is, that's fucking terrifying, the idea of, I didn't even know hair could squeak, if I'm being honest, that you would wash it to the it point can. that it would make a... I don't think my shit squeaks. ...a noise. I did think maybe that was a white thing, so I was surprised to hear you, Joel, say it's a slave thing, although I believe you... Uh, because I, I don't know presumed... if black people ever said squeaky clean, but the idea that you need to be that level of cleanliness, I right. think, is definitely a thread that runs in the black community. But yeah, I thought white people's hair was the only one that could even possibly squeak. Anyone's <laughs> hair squeak? can squeak. That would be I, impressive. I think if you had like a, a sponge and you rubbed it <laughs> sharply across a white lady's hair laying down, it might make like a almost like a fucking. You need like a Jennifer Aniston yeah. level of white lady though. Like it's got a. Oh, like a Gwyneth, who's Goop? Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah, That's like Gwyneth, Gwyneth, yeah. Like if you rub a sponge across Gwyneth Paltrow's hair, Sick. it'll play like a fucking harp. You know what I mean? Like it'll it'll squeak out. <laughs> if you play it backwards, it tells you to worship the devil. <laughs> oh, it's a devil harp. Let's be devil. clear, it ain't. <laughs> this is this isn't a heart made by no angels that made the cup. Ah, the devil's heart. This is a fallen angel ass heart that we're listening to, but it is a heart. Oh man, oh, I, yeah, that that I'm all for. Yeah, I I even the the idea of washing hair that often feels like a white thing. I know that most black people do not wash their hair every day. That That isn't a every thing day that is people... Every too much. We need that feels crazy. Yeah. Right. So but our hair is build up oils and stuff differently. How often... I, I don't wash my hair. I just use nuts and berries from the forest. But how often do you guys <laughs> wash your hair? I actually do wash my hair every day, but I think it's because I have... Uh, 
a white father who gave me oily scalp like <laughs> you wash your hair like, every single day like i think i got like white people oil levels. shampoo oh, and hey. condition yeah i try to condition it every wow. day wow yeah, that's man. a lot what happens if you don't? Have you ever just tried to it's, be like, I'm rugged? Nah, it just be like cakey <laughs> and fucking, you know what I mean? Like yeah. white people have to wash it every day because then they'll like How stink. straight is your hair, I wonder though? It's not. It's very curly. It's very curly. What's the longest right? you've yeah. grown your hair out, Langston? Uh, oh, down to my shoulders. It's, it's been, yeah, I've had braids uh, multiple times in my life and there's no need for us to discuss that anymore. Jill. Someone find pictures, send them to me. <laughs> I want to see. Maybe, how about you mind your goddamn business? How about that? <laughs> I bet you had braids like, do you remember Lloyd? I bet you had braids like Lloyd. Like I did. Lloyd was, yeah. He was an inspiration. Lloyd was a big influence yeah. at, a, at a certain point in my life. If, if you show your braids, I'll show outside, Maybe we can go hide. That wasn't even my Lloyd go-to. I thought what? for sure you were a good at shorty, man. Oh no, no, no. I like the smooth Lloyd. Okay, okay. That I like the vulgar Lloyd. Yeah, you like a club banger Lloyd. And push your weight on it. That's what I was into. No. Uh, <laughs> Joel, what what are we talking for you washing your hair? How how often are we talking? I have ADD. I can barely keep track of what's happening moment to moment. Uh, I know. I just feel it. <laughs> Does it need to be washed? Is it gross? I would say probably I've never let more than two weeks go by without same, washing same. it. Same. Yeah. But I got like, a, I got that like, uh, I got like a conditioner situation. So I like, mm. I wash it and then I I like leave the conditioner in. For oh, me. yeah, you got to. Because that's how you yeah. let it like really set and cook in there. And you like wrap it up in a towel so you get the heat. In there, then you do like nah, full I, rinse. I just wash it and, and rinse it and then put the conditioner in and rinse that out, and then I go about my day. But you don't use a two in one. You should, I could see you being a two in one. I, I have. I, he said I, he's I, dabbled I, in a two in one. <laughs> I don't do it currently, but don't yeah. use a three in one though. That's the a devil. bitch ain't too oh, good no. for nothing. <laughs> Is that like Irish Spring? No, I don't know. I've seen it. It's like on the bottom step at Walgreens, mm. but they definitely have three in one where it's like, you can't tell me I'm going to use the same liquid mm -mm. to get all this stuff the way it needs to get. No, and thank you. My skin's going to be dry you, as hell coming out of that yeah. shower. No, no. Let me tell you both. I've listened. And uh, <laughs> like three in one. If it, if they add, hey, if they add one You're on more, TV I'll try now. it. I'll try it. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> Give me that four one. I'm about to brush my teeth with it. It's a conditioner or a shampoo. It's it's a body wash and it's a thick mouthwash. It is a... <laughs> It's a thick, thick mouthwash. <laughs> Oh, oh, man. All right. No. Well, I think we did it. I think we nailed this episode. I feel good about it. Yeah. Joel, <laughs> could you tell the people where they can find you and what cool shit you have going on? Yeah, y'all can find me all over the internet at Joel Monique. It's J-O-E-L-L-E-M-O-N-I-Q-U-E. I have a newsletter coming out hopefully soon. I'm going to talk some Black History Month movies you should be watching, underrateds, and, you know, also about The Last of Us, which I am just obsessed with so good uh it's a good goddamn show oh fuck it's so good okay i can't i Wait, can't could talk you drop about the it underrated real fast though 
like an underrated black movie you should watch? Yes. Um, I'm probably just going to watch Hoodlum every day, but I need something on top of that. It's on YouTube. It's from the Harlem Renaissance. And there was this baddie. She was the like hottest woman in Harlem or something they called her. Mm. Red Fox. <laughs> Red Fox is Domino. <laughs> Funny. I would watch it. Yeah, if Red Fox it. is playing a character named Domino, I'm in. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Most beautiful woman in Hol- Hollywood. Sorry, Harlem. Francine Everett was her name and the name of the movie. I'm going to find it. Oh, I'm excited. Yeah, me too. Yeah. It's cool to see, like, Harlem Renaissance movies because these are, like, the first black portrayals of just, like, regular-ass black life. And if you want to see yeah. older movies that are not tragedy porn, but, like, actually about lived experiences... That's the way to go. Why ever? They're so yeah. good. Lost Boundaries is a 1949 movie she did that I highly recommend. And I think you can find it on YouTube. I think the whole movie is there. Also, Dirty Gertie from Harlem is a yeah. lot of fun. You can try both Hell of those. Yeah. And hey, go watch Two Can Play That Game. That also is uh, underrated as far as I'm concerned. And then go watch <laughs> Love and Basketball. Perfectly rated. Oh, yeah. Well, get the Criterion Collection version. It's good. Man, I do love that movie. And Hell yeah. Bori, could you tell the people where they can find you? What shit you uh, got going on? Yeah, you can find me at CoolGuyJokes87 on Instagram. You can come to see our show February 16th at mm. the Elysian Theater. February 17th, you can come see High Note Comedy Denver headliner Katrina Davis. Uh, and then you can let me open up my calendar. This is face shit. It always doesn't think. I think the problem is I put my face in when I was high, and then it, it doesn't. When I'm no, I get it, uh, buddy. <laughs> do I get it? <laughs> March twenty third through twenty sixth. I'm gonna be at Rooster Teeth Feathers in Sunnyvale, California. March thirty first through April first. I'm gonna be at the Dallas Comedy Club. And April seventh through tenth, I'm gonna be in Anchorage, Alaska, for the Before You Die Festival. Buy tickets. It'll be great, or it won't be. I can't promise you anything, but I love you. Fuck yeah. Go see Bori in, in all of his adventures. And as always, you can uh, follow us. You can subscribe now to the YouTube. My Mama Told Me has a YouTube we would love for you to dis- 1, subscribe 1,000 subscribers and he's going to take out those nunchucks. That's right. Uh, the nunch- nunchucks are coming out at 1,000 at, uh, subscribers and we're getting damn close. Uh, damn close I'm currently <laughs> in Atlanta, so I, I haven't been able to train. But But as soon as I get back, I'm saying, get away from me, child. I've I've got training to do. I'm talking to my baby. Get the fuck out of here, you piece of shit. I got to train because we've got a thousand people to agree to this nonsense. Oh, oh, buy live tickets. The live tickets, we would love for you to come to the live show. But more importantly, not more importantly, but equally importantly, if you cannot come to the live show, we would love for you to buy tickets to stream the live show at moment house they are streaming the live show for seven days after the show so if you cannot make it to la because you're you're poor and or ugly do it do it online stream it and and get your ugly poor ass and watch it uh, at home all right well 
That's all I got to say. Bye, bitch. Look, if you hate cops just because they're cops, the next time you get in trouble, call a crackhead. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles, ready for next day installation, and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.